When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is ESPN Radio. When the Pac-12 existed and the ACC was in Carolina. (laughs) Do you remember when the SEC just had Bear Bryant and Vince Dooley? Do you remember? He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Appreciate you joining us for Little Freddie and Harry this morning. Presented by Progressive Insurance. On the ESPN app, ESPN Radio, Series X and Channel 80, as well as ESPNU. The reason that we're like just ruining Michael Jackson's Remember the Time is because <laughs> that apparently the ACC and all these power conferences are removing everything that is holy to you. According to Pete Thamel, ESPN, college football, college analyst, he said the ACC presidents and chancellors met on Friday morning, and guess what they did before coffee and donuts? They voted to add three schools, Stanford, California, and SMU. ACC would now have 18 members. 17 will play full-time football in the league. All sports, all these additions, Harry, will begin in the 2024-2025 school year. And as an added bonus, if you want to say that, Cal, Stanford, and SMU are joining ACC at a significant discount. That will, help create, that will help create a revenue pool to be shared among ACC members. SMU is expected to come in for nine years and not receive a dime of broadcast revenue. And Cal and Stanford are expected to receive 30% shares of ACC payouts. Ryan McGee, ESPN.com senior writer, says, just change the all-coast conference. Do it. Won't even have to change the logo. That's an ESPN <laughs> McGee. <laughs> well, I, I would say this, Freddie, and, um, you know, I, I said when Trevor was just on, I, I was, I'm not the biggest fan of it uh-huh. because I just don't I, – I, I never imagined, you know, that seeing the ACC and teams in that conference going all the way out to California – to play Cal, to play Stanford, and even going out to Texas to play SMU. I just never envisioned that. And another thing in this whole ordeal that we got to remember is that there are four teams originally that was, you know, against this. It was North Carolina, it was UNC, Uh it was Florida State, and also Clemson. One of those schools had to flip in order to have this ruling. Now, which one of those schools – I think is still to be determined. Uh, a lot of that is trying to be sorted out and figured out. But I also look at it like a, a, a Florida State that has already been disgruntled and oh, yeah. probably Clemson as well, but a Clemson that's not going to come out and be to the forefront of it like a Florida State was or as vocal about it, right? Um, I, I'm, I'm assuming that this would make them a little bit more disgruntled. Mm-hmm. You know, deep down inside, mm-hmm. even though you're going to have that percentage of, of discounts that those teams are taking, it's still a piece of the pie that at some point they're going to have to share with those schools. And I think half of, the, of what they have been arguing about or, you know, deeming to try to leave the ACC about is because of the, the revenue sharing and, and their piece of the pie and how they probably want more of that. So I don't I don't think it's a positive when you look at you know, Clemson, North Carolina, Florida State, and NC State. But I'm just trying to figure out because I don't know which one of those teams flip. So I'm going to mention all four of them, right? So I, I think when you look at it in that light, it's just, I don't know, it's just all over the place with me. But I can understand the conference and watching what transpired in the Pac-12. Right. And basically 
Now you see me, now you don't. To the point that we're now they're down to two teams, and pre- previously it was four teams before right. we got this decision. I can understand why the ACC would try to make this move to save their conference because mm. now it's survivor of the fittest. No doubt. It's been like that for a it's while. It's survivor of the fittest. Yeah. And the Big 12 did a great job of Absolutely. Uh, having their conference survive. The mm-hmm. Big 10 did a phenomenal job and were proactive in trying to get as close to the SEC as possible because we all know the SEC is king. Mm-hmm. And the ACC, is they're sitting over here like, you know what? Yeah. We, we have these teams that are disgruntled. We better bring in those other teams. Right. but. Yeah. I, I'm not the biggest fan of it right now. Maybe it will grow on me. By the way, it was a 12-3 vote on Friday. North Carolina State was the team that flipped. That's what multiple sources confirmed that ESPN's Andrea Adelson. Can you guys explain to me as like, a, I'm, I'm a pretty casual college football fan. Like, right. Yeah. Why does, when you is go this, to Fordham, you better be. Yeah, you know. <laughs> we were pretty good when I was there, but it's fine. Yeah, they were, but, they, yeah, they, they, the seven blocks of granite in the 1930s. But why is this a big deal? Like, I, I don't know why I should even care that the ACC expands or whatever. Like, I don't know why this matters at all. How much do you think it's a generational thing, though? But, but let me let me say this too though. But when you're talking about you know schools that want more money and revenue, and now you got to spit out more money to go all the way to California, you know, and that's not just not just football. Now we talk about multiple sports: field hockey, volleyball, yeah, the, the, softball. That I, costs money. Can I add to that? I don't care about their money really. Like I don't care how much money Louisville has. As someone who has no connection to Louisville, that doesn't matter to me in the slightest. All I care about is: is it going to be a good college football game or not? Well, that's the thing. Is it going to be a good college football game when you look at Cal and Stanford in the ACC? I don't know. That's, that's what you're here for. So, you're the no, 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 no. And, and, and I'm saying this. I'm, I'm actually saying this sarcastically because I can yeah. tell you, hell no. So, so Aaron, let me ask you this because okay. you're a football player. So the travel wouldn't impact you if you're at Louisville and all of a sudden you're going out west. But I know you. You know, your friends that played Olympic sports, right? Katie George, who Mm -hmm. does great work, was a volleyball player at Louisville. How does that impact them who play the Olympic sports? Yeah, because those those a lot of those sports don't fly privately, right? They gotta fly commercial. So they gotta go to the airport. They gotta deal with all the logistics uh, of that. You also may have and I and I ran into this issue when I was with the Falcons, right? I remember we played we played the San Francisco 49ers on Monday night. Mm -hmm. We got back on that Tuesday morning at like 7, 8 in the morning. And then now you got to go, you know, get ready for another game. But that was in the National Football League. These are college kids now that you're talking about. So now they got to get ready for class and may have tests. And so all that is compounded together when when, when this decision is made. Right. Right? Yeah. Because the student athlete, I think, is the last <laughs> are, are the last people to be thought of when decisions like this are made. I disagree with that. Here's why: Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us this morning, little Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Series XM Channel 80, and ESPNU. They're not the last people. Nobody's thinking of them. They're not even on the totem pole as well, far as thinking good, of people. Seriously, they, when it comes down to that's like you, like we mentioned, cash rules everything around me. When it comes to that song by Wu Tang Clan, more than ever before, they are not going to consider people's feelings or rivalries, or nostalgia, anything like that. And that's not to say that they should. They're in the business, and the key word here is, Harry and everybody, the business of making sure that they are solvent and staying alive. If you got to cannibalize somebody else, hey, Washington State, that's your problem. Hey, Oregon State, that's your problem. Everybody has known that this was going to happen when all that money was going to be there, and nobody wants to have money go away from them. You know who this really is going to hurt? 
and it bothers me a little bit from this standpoint, those schools like FCS schools that no longer – That's a great point, Freddie. Yeah, they, they don't have that schedulability. That's a great point. You know, you know schedulability yep. is not a word. They don't have that influx now because I know from a big-time program, what's the point of me bringing in Sacred Heart, Merrimack, other schools, directional state schools, when I can play a bigger school, more people can come see that, that puts more revenue in my pocket. I don't need to pay somebody that kind of money when I already have to not have to worry about that. FCS schools are really going to have to find that landscape is a lot different when it comes to su- supporting their programs when a lot of them have that big money game, HBCUs, Division II, yep. other schools like that. That's going to drive with all these mega conferences because it is really now more than ever before a have and have not. And if you're a have not, that's a you problem. The haves are not going to make it their problem. Well, I'll take App State for an example. This is a team that we've seen, you know, go to the big house and beat Michigan. But last year, go to Texas A&M and getting that fact check from that university. But also, we're so impressed at our, at our network about it that we have game day there the following week. Absolutely. Right? So yeah. now that's that's mm-hmm. that's even more of a bigger stage for App State in a like to what they probably wouldn't normally get from being able to go down there to and beating Texas A&M, and not only beating them, but getting the money, getting paid for it, and Absolutely. then having college game day come to your school for the first time. Yeah. So yeah. I and I'm, I'm looking forward to tonight, man, because I'm doing this this digital show with the ESPN. It's uh-huh. called the Labor Day Kickoff with uh-huh. Harry Louse and Christine Williamson. What time? Let everybody and know what time. It's it's seven uh, seven p.m. to seven thirty, uh, right up into kickoff, and it's unique because we're gonna have Jay Bat for the, the AD for Georgia Tech. We're gonna have him on the show, so we could talk to him about this. Also, Josh Hurd from the University of Louisville, their athletic director. We're gonna be able to have him on as well. So, you know. Unique news and great news on a day that's going to be very beneficial for a show that I'm on, Freddie. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, we can talk to two athletic directors about the landscape of the ACC and uh, what it's going to look like moving forward. I, I, I don't think I can ever remember a conference disintegrating, disintegrating like this that quickly. Because yeah. I thought we were going to have a conversation about the Big 12 a couple of years ago, but I thought it was going to take a little bit. The Pac-12 has literally disintegrated in a year. Not, not even a year, a month. Think yep. about that. A conference that has five top 25 teams in the preseason rankings. Four of them are leaving. <laughs> Four of them are leaving yep. after this year. They have literally gone from, as Bill Walton likes to say, the conference of champions, to not even being a, in existence Well, let me say this about the Big 12, though. They were so proactive because this year – they added BYU, uh, Central Florida, Cincinnati. They were smart. Also Houston, mm-hmm. right? Because they understood that you're going you're to have an Oklahoma and a Texas leave. Mm-hmm. So that they were ahead of the curve. And then now they're adding, what, Utah. They're adding Colorado. Absolutely. They're adding Arizona, Keep Arizona going. State. Keep you know going. what I mean? So yeah. they, they were ahead of the curve. Yeah. But also, you, a lot of people can't get mad at the Big Ten nope. for being proactive as well and, and reaching out to these schools because when you're looking – up at the SEC, who's been the king and been dominant for so long, yeah. you want to try to get as close to that and match that uh, as soon as possible. Right. So you're not behind the eight ball. Yeah, When USC and UCLA, I'm, I'll never forget when I was filling on a first take last year, and that news came down the day I was on the show, Harry, that USC and UCLA were leaving to go to the Big Ten. And I said it right then and there. I said, I wonder how much longer the Pac-12 is going to be in existence. Texas and Oklahoma leaving to go to the SEC. The Big 12 didn't wait. They found other schools that we're still going to be viable because we still have schools. But USC and UCLA are flagship schools in that conference. That will be the equivalent of Ohio State and Michigan with the ACC. Because if those two left the Big 10, the Big 10 might disappear in about three or four years. 
Correct. But I, I thought the Pac-12 would be in trouble. I didn't think a year later they would completely be a disappearing conference with everybody saying, well, they left. Why are we saying? If USC and UCLA is not here, then why are we going to be bothered? And Oregon started looking around and Washington started looking around. And the next thing you know, you got a pack two right now with Oregon State and Washington State that I can't even imagine it's going through the athletic director's minds right now. Where are they going to go? Because it's not going to be in a Power Five conference. And what's the leader of it all, Freddie? Money. Money. <laughs> Hugh Myers, our friend, says it best, who works in ESPN Radio. Money is undefeated. You want to find solutions? You want to find problems? You follow that greenback dollar bill, and it'll tell you exactly what you need to know. Wow. By the way, college football is back in case you haven't noticed. It happened last night and a Sunday night big-time match. You got LSU, they're ranked number five in the country. Florida State, they're ranked number eight in the country. Coverage begins on ESPN Radio and an ESPN app at 7 o'clock Eastern time. By the way, weigh in right now, 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Pat Costell, one of our producers, he's like, realignment? Eh, doesn't bother me. Harry, Harry does on the other side, realignment? Eh, it bothers him. Where do you stand? Triple H say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Be bothered or bother us. We want to know from you about college football realignment, college sports realignment. Freddie and Harry this morning on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and ESPNU. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is ESPN Radio. With Harry Douglas, I'm Freddie Coleman. Don't forget Freddie and Harry, part of the new ESPN Radio lineup. Starting on September 5th is Tuesday. Catch our show Monday through Friday from 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern time. Freddie and Harry in the afternoon. But you got Freddie and Harry in the morning on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and ESPNU. So Harry Douglas is like, look, this realignment thing stinks. Stanford, Cal- well, some some parts, like, part. yeah. Let me rephrase. Yeah, some, I don't want to put words in your mouth. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> let me not do that. Speak for yourself, young man. Let me not do that to you. <laughs> Stanford, Cal, SMU on their way to the ACC. The ACC presidents and chancellors voted to adopt them into the conference. The one team that flipped was North Carolina State, making it twelve three in favor of this happening. Some things you like, some things you don't like. I know the yeah. things you don't like: ruining rivalries. Geography, what are some of the things you do like about Stanford, Cal, and SMU on their way to the ACC? Well, I just think we're at a time in, in life period, right, where you have to innovate and you got to make things a little better and you're going to be able to have new rivalries um, across college football. But we also understand that we have this new playoff format coming into, you know, the lights next season. Yeah. Um, so, you know, when you look at it, 
it, it can be good. It can be good. I'm not going to sit up here and be like the get off my lawn guy and right. you know just be totally against it. Uh, I think one of the things that I, I do worry about is the student athlete and some of the things that they're going to have to endure and go through throughout this process when it comes to travel. And also, we got to remember in front of the athlete, we put student for a reason. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think that's the that's one of the biggest things that I look at. And, and also, you know, I don't want to watch bad football either. <laughs> I don't want to watch bad basketball. I, I, don't, want to watch bad, yeah. I don't want to watch bad sports, man. Yeah, exactly. But you know what helps this situation? And I hate to put it out there, the gambling aspect. People will wager on anything. And they don't care what realignment is. If they can wager on something and that's additional revenue, people are probably paying as much attention to that, no matter what kind of realignment issues and questions and answers are going to be out there. Chris in Iowa at 888-729-3776. Chris, give Freddie Coleman and Harry Douglas your thoughts on all this realignment happening in college athletics. Well, first things first, who's excited for Rutgers to go to the east, the West Coast and still get their butt kicked? <laughs> me, me, ooh, 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 me, me, me. Uh, Chris Carlin, because he does the play-by-play. Play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, we're already on our way to a big four, so why don't we just make it regional and actually think about the students as well and just set each region up. I think there's, what, 128 teams in Division One, uh-huh. 125, something like that. Right. Each region has 32 teams, set it up like a mini-NFL, you win your region, you're automatic qualifier. You can do eight games within your region, four interregional games, so you can still get some other out-of-region re- out rivalries. And it makes it a lot better for everybody. I mean, Rutgers to L.A., really? <laughs> Chris, here's the, problem with that, what, what, with what I had you, what, here's the problem I have with what you said. You make way too much sense, dude. <laughs> you really, yep. really do. Yep. You make way too much sense when all that money is out there. I'm with you. Rutgers getting their butt kicked by USC and UCLA. He makes way too much sense, Harry. And they don't worry about sense anymore. They worry about how much money can we keep and make sure we keep coming into our programs with that revenue stream. Yeah, because that would basically be like, you know, the National Football League having two conferences and then having divisions within the conference. Right. 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 It, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I would be all on board for that. If they just came on and say, hey, we're going to do that and we're just mm-hmm. going to have these divisions and we're going to make it more similar to what the National Football League has. Yeah. But they, they're not going to do that because they still want to keep that college football vibe to things. Yes, but at the same time, it's kind of hard to do that when exactly. so many of the younger generations like, we don't care about old rivalries, just give me good football. And if you give me yeah. that, they can live with it. Rivalries be damned and nostalgia and sheepskins. They don't even care about that. And I don't blame them, especially when so much money is out there, to make sure that people get what they want when it comes to good football, good basketball, et cetera. Ryan in Florida, what are your thoughts on realignment, my friend? Look, so I'm a Wisconsin native and an East Carolina grad living in southwest Florida. Uh, In about seven hours, I'll be on a plane in Fort Myers heading toward Michigan to go see ECU in Michigan uh, tomorrow at noon. But what really bugs me about conference realignment is that we – and you guys hit the nail on the head, as did Chris, about common sense, because we literally have geographic locations and numbers associated with these conferences – if the American Athletic or Conference USA wanted to expand to 20 teams and add a team from Alaska, I wouldn't have a problem with it because we don't have geographic locations tied to those conference names. But with the Atlantic Coast Conference, nothing says Atlantic Coast more than California and Texas, right? <laughs> I remember a few years ago when the Big East was still a thing, and they were considering adding Boise State. And it's yep. just like, no. And, you know, it's like when, when the Big 12 went to 11 with Penn State, you know, way back when, 
they they put that that, that little one in the logo, and oh, I was yeah. okay. That's kind of clever. But then they jumped up to fourteen, and I was just like, now what the hell are you going to do? <laughs> and uh, you know, it, it it did really bother me when the ACC added Louisville and Notre Dame because at least Indiana and Kentucky are in the Eastern Time Zone. But you know, it's just God. The, Common sense has gone right out the window and has been taken over by money, and and I just, I just hate that greed. The, the, I guess the professionalism of college sports. College sports used to be just such a pure thing, and student athlete. Yeah, you, you guys talked about the other sports. This is bigger than football. We're gonna have the uh, well. Why not go with Rutgers again? We're gonna have the Rutgers field hockey team travel out out west on a Tuesday. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. Well, it's, it's the phrase that common sense isn't always so common. Man. Amen. Right. Amen. But money will money will make you have sense leave you. And I'm not saying that they're yeah. out of pocket when it comes to this because I understand this. I get it. If you're going to make sure that revenue streams are not going somewhere else, that you want to control that as part of big boy athletics and big girl athletics, I completely understand that. And whether you want to change the logo of the conference, that's something that you have to decide on as a conference. But the purity of things, when people start doing that, college sports has never been pure, pure, pure. And this is just an extension of what happened when players are getting paid back in the early 1900s, where there were mercenaries and everything like that. This is a different kind of mercenary thinking because there's so much money and power and prestige out there yep. that is too hard for anybody as a college athletic director or a college president to ignore. Well, I would also say, though, it also shows you that the lack of leadership that we have at the collegiate level, Freddie, right? Like, you look over the years in the NCAA, like the lack of leadership that we've had throughout college football. Just look at years ago. Um, I'm trying to remember who was it when it, when it came to, the like, the weight room was so terrible. Oh, that's when they're doing the NCAA basketball tournament. Yes. Yeah. The, and they just, show the women's weight room and their workout like, facilities compared to the NCAA tournament for the men. Like, who in leadership thought that that was going to be okay? You, you, you see what I'm saying? But they didn't think about it because they didn't care about it. Yeah. They cared about lining their pockets with more and more gold. And when that gold seems to have a bottomless pit where you can keep finding gold and gold and gold and gold and gold, all of a sudden decisions are going to be made at the expense of you-know-who. Usually people. That always, always is going to be the case. We're going to ask a former Boston College Eagle what he thinks of the new additions to the ACC or the ACPC or whatever it's being called now with the AC adding Stanford, Cal, and SMU (laughs) to their conference. This is ESPN Radio. Love my man Harry Douglas. Hit him on the X at HDouglas83. I'm Freddie Coleman. Hit me on the X at Coleman ESPN. A little Freddie and Harry this morning presented by Progressive Insurance. I appreciate you joining us on ESPN Radio, as well as the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80, as well as ESPNU. So we got NFL conversation, but we're going to start our conversation on the college side when it comes to Will Blackman, who played in college, also won a Super Bowl championship as a defensive back, and he entered the Dallas Cowboys at a training camp after playing for the New York Giants and winning a Super Bowl with them. Hit him on the exit, Will Blackman. Will, before we get to all that in the NFL, what are your thoughts as a man who played in the ACC with your conference adding Stanford, Cal and SMU starting next year. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and 
and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Uh, it's it's funny, man. It's uh, First of all, what's up, Fred? How you doing, man? What's up, Harry? Oh, it's good, man. It's good to see you too. I, I know you want to get right to it, but you got you some my you my guys, man. I gotta say what's up to you guys first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta say hello. We preach it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, but it, it's uh it's weird, you know, because well, first, you know, I was actually part of a move. I was at Boston College when we were uh in the Big East. And um, and then I remember watching Miami and Virginia Tech going to the ACC. And then, uh, you know, we were part of that move in 2005 where BC ended up going to the ACC as well. But at least we were on the East Coast, you know what I'm saying? So it <laughs> yes. wasn't, it wasn't a huge, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't a huge, it wasn't a huge change, but yet to see Cal Stanford, uh, in the mix to come over to the ACC, obviously, you know, I, I first thing I think of is, is, is money. That's, that's all it is in terms of everyone's trying to get good TV rights, but it's, it's a little weird. And that's, that's a crazy trip, uh, to be going back and forth but i mean at the end of the day man as long as like we, we keep these these conferences competitive like i'm not tripping but it is, it is weird me being a massive football fan growing up um watching you know back then it was the you know pack 10 now pack 12 and and really uh being super different so it's weird a little bit especially when it was a conference man that has produced so many i'll say prominent NFL players and mm-hmm. there's so much history right. behind the conference and for, for it just to crumble, you know, so fastly and right before our eyes, you know, I, I think it's sad, but it is what it is and, and things move forward. But I want to jump into the national football league because me and you played against each other, man. Um, you are a person that uh, I always thought were always on their P's and Q's, a guy that can go to the offensive side, a guy that can go to the defensive side, but your your study habits and the way you approach the game, I think a lot of young people could really learn a lot from that because I, I, I've seen your notes and stuff, and I'm a big note taker, like huge note taker. Yes. Um, I believe in writing it down, seeing it. I didn't like mm-hmm. that iPad playbook. I wanted the original playbook. <laughs> that That's how I was. Yeah, I need a tangible. I got to write it down. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I, I want to – you were able to do the coaching um, internship in Dallas and, you know, they just traded for Trey Lance. What was your, uh, I would say your, your mindset when you heard about Trey Lance going to that team in Dallas? Yeah. I mean, it kind of, it, it kind of caught everybody by surprise, but for me, it, it, it made sense in terms of, well, here's what I learned too. Like, like, I did both coaching and front office when I went over there uh, to Dallas. 
And it truly let me know it is full on business. It is a business. It's, it's no different than, I guess, running a Starbucks. You know what I'm saying? It's uh, it's about it's about the books. It's about all that stuff. But, you know, you look with, with Dak and, you know, he only has what, one more year left, I believe. I think he has next year. And and you don't know. The, the future is uncertain. And you're not guaranteed to land another first-round quarterback. So it, it just for me, it just looked like Santa Fan was ready to move on and and – Dallas was like, hey, we don't know what the future holds, so let's try to protect ourselves and find a you know, a potential quarterback if things don't work out with Dak in the future. A man who won a Super Bowl with the New York Giants and just finished interning with the Dallas Cowboys. He is Will Blackman. Hit him up on social media at Will Blackman 20. Oh, that sounds crazy right there when you say that. that. <laughs> hey, a lot of us would love to be in your position. We got a Super Bowl ring and intern the Dallas Cowboys and play for the New York Giants. Not a lot of people would not want to sign up for that. Will Blackman, Tony Freddie, coming to Harry Douglas this morning on ESPN Radio as well as the ESPN app and ESPNU. How much of what you did this summer, Will, whetted your appetite to want to be a head coach? You know what? It's, it's funny because after playing twelve years, and and I've been around coaches where they they end up, you know, staying in their office, sleeping in their office there all day long. And I'm like, after twelve years, I just want to be home with the fam. I'm not trying to go crazy and work like that. Um, but the reason why I did the internship was to get more information to see, like, hmm, you know what? I did have interest in the front office, but I don't know about the coaching side. And it was a it's crazy how it worked. You know, I, I filled out the application and, and I clicked all 32 teams. And ironically, uh, Coach McCarthy, who drafted me, I was his first, part of his first draft class. You know, he called me in and I knew I see him. Al Harris is the cornerback coach. He was my veteran in Green Bay. Um, Scotty McCurley was a uh, quality control. Joe Witt was quality control. And I remember I was with Dan Quinn in Seattle. And uh, I mean, it, it was cool to be on a defensive side to work with Dan Quinn. And so to answer your question, man, it was cool to just truly impact and help these players because at the end of the day, what people don't understand is sure we have egos and whatever, like we're, we're competitive, but at the end of the day, if you can help us, we are going to listen to you. Like we want, like we want the answers to the test, right. you know what I'm saying? And um, that's something that I was able to provide with my, cause my experience is different. Like I didn't come in as a, like a perennial uh, pro bowler, like the, the biggest thing for me was, sorry, I think I'm stuck here, guys. That's all right. It's quite all right. We, we, we understand. Real quick, when it comes to being that kind of intern, yeah. you talk about you played. I, did, I didn't come in as a perennial. Yeah, I didn't come in as a perennial pro bowl, but my 12 years and playing on multiple teams and different systems, like I, I learned how to survive the NFL. You know, the first thing I learned my rookie year is I learned that you there's a there's two sides there's a side on the field and then there's the business side like how to navigate the NFL and learn that and I was able to help these guys like like understand and, and how to survive and at least give yourself a chance so for me it was really cool because I was the first in my family to do anything professionally professional wise so to be able to, to give back and really show these guys who don't know anything like that that part for me was was super cool man and, and gratifying. I think I, I want to touch on something because I was able to do, you know, the, the, the internship with the Atlanta Falcons last year. And I thought it was big that I did it, you know, with Arthur Smith. He was one of my coaches when I was in Tennessee. Um, being able to do that mm -hmm. in an organization where people where you know, I think they don't mind showing you, you know, everything 
on a certain level, something that you might not get is if you knew someone there, right? And allowing you to go coach guys up. Because, you know, sometimes right. coaches can feel some type of way that you're a former player coming in and you have a ton of knowledge, but you want to coach this guy up, but you don't want to step on no one's toes, you know what I mean, at the same time. But I think being able to do that internship with people that you yeah. had already been around, t- touch on that a little bit and how it was beneficial for you, but not just for you, but also the other guys, because that, that was my experience. And then also from the, from the, like the meeting room with yeah. the GM and being able to sit in there and, okay, these are the things that's being discussed. T- just touch on that a little bit, man. Yeah, no, you, you are, you hit it right on the head, Harry, because, you know, I know I walk in with, you know, Super Bowl champ, 12 years and what have you. So I know just playing like, Coaches, coaches can have insecurities because, you know, they may they have may have worked 10, 12, 15 years, 20 years in this business. And, you know, I come in because I played for a long time with instant rite of passage. So, again, I learned how to move. Like, uh, listen, I'm here to work with you. You know, even in meeting rooms, I was quiet. I sat there. I waited until I got called on because I I didn't want to just step on. Even if I saw something like, oh, man, they should probably run this route. I didn't jump in there and try to take over because I'm like, I want them to know, like, hey, I'm I'm on your side, you know. And that's even how I was as a player, too. Like, I'll talk in confidence. What do you think? What do you think? Because if I did try to, like, step up, even though my answer might be 100 percent correct. Right. I know people could feel a certain type of way, like if I'm here trying to be another alpha and take over. But when I got called on, then, oh, psh, yeah, I was I was the architect. I was like, hey, this is what I thought. So I did respect that. And I do. I did respect the fact that the coaches that are there who haven't played like they have worked their tail off to try to be try to put their plays in the best position so that when they did call on me, I'm like, all right. Yeah, like I'm here to work with you. And yeah, you, you made it a good point, because with, with Mike McCarthy and Dan Quinn, um, like, First of all, when I first got there, they were big on like, hey, we take this fellowship program seriously because we want to get you ready so that when if you do want to do this full time, like you're full equipped. So good. they were like, I mean, Coach Quinn was like, look, I want you to spend a good amount of time obviously here with the with the defensive back group and the defense go a little bit special teams. But I know you have interest in the front office, too. So. Go make sure you spell time with Will McClay in the front office. And and I I was able to do both. So they really let me navigate and flow all through the building just to hey learn everything. You know, I even I uh, was able to spend some time with, you know, Mr. Stephen Jones and, and just learn from from all these guys. So it was it was absolutely a, a blessing to to do that. So now, you know, the, the words out, people know that hey, when when a hiring season in February comes, like my, my name's in the hat, either front office or coaching wise. So um, but it was a blessing to go work with somebody that knows me inside and out, like integrity wise. So you hit it right in the head with that. Right. Cause I thought like, man, what if I go to like Cleveland? Like, I don't really know the guys there like that. Right. Are they going to allow me to have access to a bunch of stuff? Are they going to, mm-hmm. you know, just make me do like the dirty work the whole time and not really develop me. But now uh, in Dallas, they really develop. Cause they did bring in guys that they knew. 
Oh, great stuff by Will Blackman. Not only won a Super Bowl championship out of his 12-year NFL career with the Giants. He did that with the New York Giants, but also entering the Dallas Cowboys. And also had the misfortune of being around Harry Douglas in the NFL. He joined Freddie Coleman and Harry Douglas this morning on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. And Sirius XM Channel 80 hit him on X at Will Blackman. Will, great stuff, my friend. Enjoy the weekend as well. Take care. We'll talk to you soon. Hi, man. See you, fellas. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C, ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is ESPN Radio. Oh, it's a vibe, all right. If you follow the money, it'll be a vibe that could affect your college team. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Don't forget, I'll show Freddie and Harry starts Tuesday, 3 p.m. Eastern time. Freddie and Harry each and every afternoon on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80. You get a little of us, a little taste of us this morning. Also on ESPNU, in case you missed the news, the ACC is going to swell the 18 members. No, they're not going to add Appalachian State. They're not going to add Western Carolina. They're not even going to add USC Aiken and Aiken, South Carolina. They're going to add Stanford, Cal, and SMU, two teams from California, and one from Texas, and it's going to happen next year, Harry, at the beginning of the school year of 2024-2025. Did you say Texas? All my exes live in Texas. <laughs> Look at you, attaboy. Attaboy. No, I'll, I'll say this, Freddie, and I'm not going to sit up here and be the grumpy guy. Um, uh-huh. You know, I'm not the biggest fan of it, uh, but at the same time, I, I understand, you know, Jim Phillips, who's the you know commissioner of the ACC, yeah. and his stance, right? When you sit there and you watch the Pac-12 dismantled in the way that it did, Mm -hmm. you don't want your conference to be like that. You don't want to uh, put your – put yourself in a situation where you have to live with that for the rest of your life either, Mm -hmm. right? Because that's on your resume. That's not going to leave. That's not going to leave you. Um, So I I think he made some of these decisions um, with that in light that if, you know, we have other teams at whatever juncture – um, through 2036, if they feel like they want to leave, they would have to jump through hell and high water and loopholes to be able to do it. Right. But if they decided to, we're not going to fall as a conference. Um, now, the travel is going to be insane because now you look at all sports across the board having to travel to Stanford to play their school, to travel right. to Cal and then go to Texas and play SMU. So it makes no sense in my in my opinion when it comes to that. Yeah. But I understand why Jim Phillips and you know all those presidents and chancellors made that decision. The ACC had this approach: we better go get them because we need them. 
If Clemson or FSU, meaning Florida State, North Carolina, can think about leaving, they said we better go get them because we need them. We do not need to put ourselves in a position to be like the Pac-12 where they are right now, about to be a Pac-2 and non-existent once this year is over. Jordan in the great state of Texas wants to weigh in on realignment at 888-729-3776. Jordan, what you got, my friend? What's going on, y'all? Good morning. Good morning. Both of you. Hey, I really liked your take um, when you were going through, hey, look, I'm not a fan of it. However, I understand the reasoning why. So my question to y'all is twofold. First, one, I'm an SMU student, but I'm a college football fan. Okay. At the end of the day, considering, you know, the realignment with the SEC, the Big East, and the Big Ten, will we look back at the ACC move as permissible because it's a preventative measure from the ACC completely crumbling? One. And two, do you think that the conference can be a lot more competitive than what we see now, purely based off the trajectory that the SMU program is developing at, the Stanford and Cal programs can be at when they really invest in their athletics programs? Uh, I'll be honest with you. Can I see it right now? Um, I don't see it right now, but that's not to say it can't happen. I'll be honest with you. And and I'll never sit up here and say, you know, something can't happen because I think – you know, any and everything could happen if you you put the proper you know weight into it and the time and the effort and the desire to want to see it thrive. So I do believe that, but I can't see it right now uh, with the simple fact. And I understand where SMU is as a program and where they're trying to get to, but when you look at a Stanford, and I got to keep you know making sure I make this point: football drives the other sports mm-hmm. at these universities. Absolutely, there, there's no win in my opinion to these ACC schools going to play Stanford in football, going to play Cal in football. I, I just don't see it, uh, but that's my honest opinion. Yeah. It's amazing that SMU, after having the death penalty, if you had told me that school being a Power 5 conference ever again, I would have said there's no way. That's not going to happen. It's a test of what they've been able to rebuild after their football program was so crooked it shut down everything, and they got the death penalty. When it comes to that, the fact that they were considered as we need them to stay afloat as a power conference says a lot about the rebuild when it came to SMU. Freddie, let's get up for Syracuse and Cal. Had a baby. Ho! The road to six and six could be with those two teams as far as that goes. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> hey, don't hey, hey, the, hey I, like I tell my wife Denise, the truth is never terrible. How you my do bad. The truth, my, ba- be my bad, Yates. I forgot you got family. I forgot you got family on Syracuse. But the running back got some talent. I know. Allen, he's gonna look lovely in the pinstripe bowl. He's gonna look terrific when they play SMU in the pinstripe bowl. The Allens and the Yates, we look good in pinstripe. Here, this is where you missed where you missed it because you already took a shot earlier at our okay. buddy Chris Carlin right. who's doing a show. Uh, I didn't Terry. take a shot at Chris Carlin. I said, "Well, someone did." I said, "Right." It was it was me. I know it was get it right. It, it would give it. You would have had your opportunity to take a shot at I don't know Chris Canty and the Virginia Cavaliers, like yeah, no, because yeah. you're signing up for Virginia SMU. Like I, I, I'm excited, aren't you? Well, I said Carlin because he does the play by play for right. Rutgers. Like, well, well, I'm, I'm gonna, trying I'm, to start yeah. some beef between no, shows now. No, you can start a beef. <laughs> We're not having a beef with the new morning show because one of their participants is 6'8". I can take Chris <laughs> Carlin. I can take the little one. But Canty is 6'8". We're not going there. I'm not going to have Harry standing on my shoulders looking like two kids <laughs> under the uh, Thanksgiving uh, Halloween costume trying to beat him. You want to start beef, start people my size and our size. 
Chris Canty, <laughs> he's the same size as both of us combined. You Nuno, you ain't doing that. No, 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 you no, no. You just no, play no. the Nuno card, no. you know? Yeah, but but Nuno would need, you know. Nuno's you talking about Hitman Nuno? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, we, if we serial gotta, killer Nuno? If, if we got to bring weaponry <laughs> to take down Chills, we don't want to do that. I feel comfortable now starting the show beef with uh, Chris Canty. Of on course you do. You no, hold on. Before we get out of here, can, can we show Nuno one more time? One more show time. Nuno in that slick bag. Hey, I got to get my boy his shine when shine is due. There you go. Enthusiasms. Look at that camera, Nuno. Enthusiasms. <laughs> so wrong. Freddie and Harry starting on Tuesday at five at, from 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern time. Have a great Labor Day weekend. This is Freddie Cohen and Harry Douglas on the mighty ESPN Radio. This is ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com.